his largest in professional fasting has markedly diminished. It used to pay very well to stage such great performances under one's own management, but today that is quite impossible. We live in a different world now. At one time, the whole town took a lively interest in the hunger artist. From day to day of his fast, the excitement mounted. Everybody wanted to see him at least once a day. There were people who bought season tickets for the last few days and sat from morning till night in front of his small barred cage. Even in the night time there were visiting hours when the whole effect was heightened by torch flares. On fine days, the cage was set out in the open air and then it was the children's special treat to see the hunger artist. For the elders, he was often just a joke that happened to be in fashion. But the children stood open-mouthed holding each other's hands for greater security, marveling at him as he sat there, pallid in black tights, with his ribs sticking out so prominently, not even on a seat, but down among the straw on the ground, sometimes giving a to anyone or anything, not even to the all-important striking of the clock that was the only piece of furniture in his cage, but merely on to wait and see the dark shut eyes, now and then taking a sip from a tiny glass of water to moisten his lips. Besides casual unlookers, there were also relays of training watches selected by the public, usually butchers, strangely enough, and it was their task to watch the hunger artist day and night. Not every watcher, of course, was capable of understanding this. There were often groups of night watchers who were very lax in carrying out their duties and deliberately huddled together in a retired corner to play cards with great absorption.
even have stopped long. Perhaps they might 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 even have stopped. Just like we used to do Take me in your 
Cadillac and we'll go honky-tonkin'. We'll park it by the roadside and I'll make sweet love to you. Babe, it's been a long, long time since I've been around. I went out with another girl and she turned my damper down. Now you know I got the money. Well, Daddy, I've got the time. I'll let you hug and kiss me, but I'll draw the line. Well, good for you. Well, I like to gaze into your eyes. I'll listen to your loving lies. So take me in your Cadillac and I'll make sweet love to you. <sighs> Look at that moon. Where? <laughs> this is Beans now, fixing to play all the beautiful little numbers entitled Beans. He's playing this from General Resurrection to the Revolution. Now, the last time... Y'all, when y'all hear this piece of music, now, ladies and gentlemen, I mean it's all right. Now, way down south, you had to say good morning, any morning. That's something good, people, when you tell the jury I'm going in. That ain't no way to do. Judge, you come to my house, you want final to be. No bone and fine. You want final to be, no ham, no egg, no to be, no pork and fine. They give you bean for your breakfast, give you bean for your dinner. Bean for summer time. They give you fried bean, boiled beans, stew bean, baked bean. Bean brand, or you're not going to stick my bean bean. Hold it down the front feet And still look like me Roll out a dripping for beans Beans, beans, and the taste like me Then the anchor like beans Beans, beans, they will wake you like beans too Some lime and beans Beans, beans, and never folk and beans Spoon sticking in the beans David had a bit of beans, 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 oh, Katie had beans, beans, some lime and beans. You seen the Benzoid beans, Adam had a bit of beans, Sway Eve had beans, she had a garden full of beans, old Nora had beans, beans, she had a full of beans, Fawth and Paul had beans. Jumble lime and beans I died from eating beans Beans, beans, undertaker brought beans Had a coffin full of beans His face is full of beans Beans, to the graveyard eating beans Jumble grave and beans Beans, beans, let me down at beans strings Cause me up at bean hole Greet my funeral with beans, 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 took a taste with beans. Sister, read the helmet, beans. Please meet 
you sung me I swear to shout it be Cool I had been been Saint Peter had been been Then I got a reply from a him the hill they were been 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 This is my five string serenade Beneath the water play While I'm playing for you
Euro took another pounding on German, French, and British exchanges this morning, hitting the lowest point ever known in West Germany. It has declined there by 41% since 1971, and this Canadian thinks it's time to speak up for the Americans as the most generous and possibly the least appreciated people in all the earth. As long as 60 years ago, when I first started to read newspapers, I read of floods on the Yellow River and the Yancey. Who rushed in with men and money to help? The Americans did. They have helped control floods on the Nile, the Amazon, the Ganges, and the Niger. Today, the rich bottomland of the Mississippi is underwater, and no foreign land has sent a dollar to help. Germany, Japan, and to a lesser extent, Britain and Italy were lifted out of the debris of war by the Americans who poured in billions of dollars and forgave other billions in debts. None of those countries is today paying even the interest on its remaining debts to the United States. When the franc was in danger of collapsing in 1956, it was the Americans who propped it up, and their reward was to be insulted and swindled on the streets of Paris. I was there. I saw it. When distant cities are hit by earthquake, it is the United States that hurries in to help. Managua, Nicaragua is one of the most recent examples. So far this spring, 59 American communities have been flattened by tornadoes. Nobody has helped. The Marshall Plan, the Truman Policy, all pumped billions upon billions of dollars into discouraged countries. Now newspapers in those countries are writing about the decadent, warmongering Americans. I'd like to see just one of those countries that is gloating over the erosion of the United States dollar build its own airplanes. Come on, let's hear it. Does any other country in the world have a plane to equal the Boeing Jumbo Jet, the Lockheed TriStar, or the Douglas 10? If so, why don't they fly them? Why do all international lines except Russia fly American planes? Why does no other land on Earth even consider putting a man or woman on the moon? You talk about Japanese technocracy and you get radios. You talk about German technocracy and you get automobiles. You talk about American technocracy and you will find men on the moon, not once, but several times and safely home again. You talk about scandals, and the Americans put theirs right in the store window for everybody to look at. Even the draft dodgers are not pursued and hounded. They are here on our streets, most of them, unless they are breaking Canadian laws, are getting American dollars from Ma and Pa at home to spend here. When the Americans get out of this bind, as they will, who could blame them if they said, the hell with the rest of the world? Let someone else buy the Israel bonds. Let someone else build or repair foreign dams or design foreign buildings that won't shake apart in earthquakes. When the railways of France, Germany, and India were breaking down through age, it was the Americans who rebuilt them. When the Pennsylvania Railroad and the New York Central went broke, nobody loaned them an old caboose. Both are still broke. I can name you 5,000 times when the Americans raced to the help of other people in trouble. Can you name me even one time when someone else raced to the Americans in trouble? I don't think there was outside help even during the San Francisco earthquake. Our neighbors have faced it alone, and I'm one Canadian who's damned tired of hearing them kicked around. They will come out of this thing with their flag high, and when they do, they are entitled to thumb their nose at the lands that are gloating over their present troubles. I hope Canada is not one of these, but there are many smug, self-righteous Canadians. And finally, the American Red Cross was told at its 48th annual meeting in New Orleans that it was broke. This year's disasters have taken it all, and nobody, but nobody, has helped.
Flat Black Classic Media Radio. Dad of them coming to you directly live from Sunny Mission District. Keep listening. <laughs> Oh, 
money in my pocket, but I just can't get no love. Money in my pocket, but I just can't get no love. I'm praying for a girl to be my home. Soon you said she's coming, but I don't believe a word she said. Cause she ran away and left me one rainy day She made me hand in mind that her love would never die And now I'm alone, so alone, so alone, yeah Money in my pocket, but I just can't get no love. Oh no. Money in my pocket, but I just can't get no love. The love I had in mind was very, very hard to find. Oh, it's hard for a man to live without a woman. a man to cling to You'll see what love can do After making me feel blue Ain't that a shame man will set me right. Once I read nothing through a fearful night, for every meaning had grown meaningless. Morning, I saw the world with second sight, as if all things had died and rose again. I touched the stones, and they had my own skin. The pure admire the pure and live alone. I love a woman with an empty face. Parmenides put nothingness in place. She tries to think, and it flies loose again. How slow the changes of a golden mean. Great Bimei rooted all in yes and no. At times my darling squeaks in pure Plato. How terrible the need for solitude, that appetite for life so ravenous a man's a beast prowling in his own house, a beast with fangs and out for his own blood until he finds the thing he almost was when the pure fury first raged in his head and trees came closer with a denser shade. Dream of a woman and a dream of death. The light air takes my being's breath away. I look on white and it turns into gray. When will that creature give me back my breath? I live near the abyss, 
I hope to stay until my eyes look at a brighter sun as the thick shade of the long night comes on. What glories would we, motions of the soul, center and the sibyl romp and sing within the reach of my imagining? Such affirmations are perpetual. Teach my sighs to lengthen into song. Yet like a tree, endure the shift of things. The night wind rises. Does my father live? Dark hangs upon the waters of the soul. My flesh is breathing slower than a wall. Love waters on. Unblood my instinct, one. These waters drowse me as a sweet propane. Walk as if my face would kiss the wind. Sudden renewal of the self. From where? A raw ghost drinks the fluid in my spine. I know I love, yet know not where I am. I paw the dark, the shifting midnight air. Will the self lost be found again in form? I walk the night to keep my five wits warm. Dry bones, dry bones. I find my loving heart, illumination brought to such a pitch. I see the rubble stones begin to stretch, as if reality had split apart, and the whole motion of the soul lay bare. I find that love.
Black Blessing on the Muni Radio FM. I've got a gal, her name is Caroline. Down where the watermelons grow, some of these days she's gonna be mine. Down where the watermelons grow. I admire she's a girl that set my heart on fire to marry her my desire down where the watermelons grow now my gal she's skinny you bet down where the watermelons grow she won't weigh 30 pounds soaking wet down where the watermelons grow Never touch a crust Standing on a toy Blowing and it won't bust Set on a diamond Reading God we trust Down where the watermelons
named Oats married a girl named Wheat. Down where the watermelons grow. As they march down the aisle, you see the organ played in a minor key. Now what will the harvest be down where the watermelons grow? Even as the story goes Down where the watermelons grow He had it sold on out of town The dock was drunk, sold it upside down When it rains, he nearly drowns Down where the watermelons grow
flap like plastic. Uniradio.fm.
officer who has been sent into outer space. I'm referring to the chief astronaut with the United States Interplanetary Expeditionary Force, and here he is now. How you do, sir? May we have your name? My name? Osaimana. You're the chief astronaut with the United States Interplanetary Expeditionary Force? I am the chief astronaut. The United States Interplanetary. My name is Osaimana. Jimenez, could you tell us a little about your spacesuit? Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> how much how much did the spacesuit cost? That is spacesuit was $18,000. $18,000? Yeah. That seems rather expensive. Well, it has two pair of pants. <laughs> Yeah. I've been noticing uh, this, Mr. Menes. What is this called? A crash helmet? Oh, I hope not. What are the physical qualities that they look for in an astronaut? The physical quality they look for in the astronaut. You got to have the perfect hearing. You got to have the perfect vision. You got to have the normal blood pressure. You got to have four legs. You have to have four legs? Yeah, they were going to send a dog, but they thought that would be too poor. Mr. Jimenez, you must have some opinions on the race for space. All right, I will. I got one. What do you think of Vanguard 1 and Jupiter 2? That was a pretty close game. <laughs> I thought for sure the Vanguard was going to take it. It was know. close, yes. What I, you were reading the papers about. I know. Uh, tell me, Jose. I'll tell you, Jose. <laughs> Tell me. Yes, I'll tell you. You just ask me and I tell you. All right. Were you a participant at any of the rocket launchings at Cape Canaveral? I was a participant at any of the rocket launchings at Cape Canaveral. I was there. When they opened the door into the nose cone, they took their mouth, and they put their mouth inside the nose cone. Then they closed the door, 
On the little mouth. I don't want to talk about it. continue here, uh, I want to ask you, what is the most important thing in rocket travel? To me, the most important thing in the rocket travel is the blast off. The blast off. I always take a blast before I take off. Otherwise, I wouldn't get in that thing. Well, after that, what is the procedure in taking off? The procedure after that in taking off, you got to put on the step-top hydraulic double dynamo reversible booster. You got to activate the decompression activator. And you got to put on the anti-magnetic dowsing system. And then you're really up there. No, that opens the door. final poem is Mr. Riley's most famous. According to one story, Riley wrote when the frost is on the pumpkin after enjoying the beauty of October harvest fields at a farm in Ohio where he was visiting at the time. Here then is when the frost is on the pumpkin. When the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder is in the shock and you hear the calc and gobble of the strutting turkey cock and the clacking of the guineas and the clucking of the hams, and the rooster's hallelujah as he tiptoes on the fence. Oh, it's then the time the feller's a feeling of his best, with the rising sun to greet him from a night of peaceful rest. As he leaves the house, bareheaded, goes out to feed the stock, and the frost is on the pump, and the father's in the shop. There's something kind of hearty-like about the atmosphere when the heat of summer's over and the cooling fall is here. Of course, we miss the flowers and the blossoms on the trees and the mumble of the hummingbirds and the buzzing of the bees. But the air's so appetizing. The landscape through the haze of a crisp and sunny morning of the early autumn days is a picture that no painter has the coloring to mock and the frost is on the pumpkin, and the fodder's in the shock. The husky, rusty rustle of the tossels of the corn, and the rasping of the tangled leaves as golden as the morn, the stubble in the furries, kind of lonesome-like, but still, the preaching sermons to us of the barns they growed to fill, the straw stack in the meadow and the reaper in the shed, the horses in their stalls below, the clover overhead. Oh, it sets my heart a-clickin' like the tickin' of a clock When the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shock 
Then your apples all is gathered, and the ones a feller keeps is poured around the cellar floor in red and yellow heaps. And your cider making's over, and your women folks is through with their mince and apple butter and their sauce and sausage too. I don't know how to tell it, but if such a thing could be as the angels wantin' boardin', and they'd call around on me, I'd want to accommodate them, all the whole endurin' flock, when the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shark. The end. This concludes our reading of Riley poems. We might add in closing that Riley was not an immediate popular success. When he began his writing, he had no encouragement from his father, who thought that writing verses was not a manly occupation and a waste of time. Some of the townspeople went so far as to call him a shiftless bum, but he stayed with it until success came. He made his mark in the literary world and was even given honorary degrees by several colleges. He has come to be recognized as the voice of the Hoosier folk, and there has never been another to replace him. The poems we have read are just a few chosen from the hundreds which he wrote and published and serve only as illustrations of his style. We hope that our reading will encourage you to enjoy some of his other poems. This is Robert Donnelly.
Fly Black Blasting Muni Radio Dad of M. Thanks for listening. For to the power of love. Home at night.